a glimpse into the future of technology and humanity. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Dr. Andrew Maynard, author and associate dean of Arizona State University's College of Global Futures. Welcome, Dr. Maynard. Great to be here. What kinds of topics do you study at the College of Global Futures? Where do you want to start? Um, so we really focus on everything to do with the future. Um, so that includes the technologies that are coming up at the moment that have the potential to transform the future, the science that goes into those technologies. But more importantly than that, how those technologies interface with society and the planet we live on um, and asking big questions about how that actually might cause difficulties in creating a better future or how we can actually leverage them to build a better future. Um, so yeah, almost anything you can imagine, we have somebody doing something on it. As you look at the intersection of technology and humanity, what do you see as the biggest challenge facing us for this new year? Goodness me, where do you want to start? I mean, 2020 has been such a challenging year anyway. It's hard to imagine anything which is going to be just as challenging. Um, there are a number of things here. If you actually look at the technology itself, um, I'll, I'll put a couple of things out. Um, with the technology, I spent a lot a lot of time thinking about artificial intelligence, which of course a lot of people are worried about. I actually think that we're asking some of the wrong questions about AI. Um, and I think some of the right questions um, should be worrying more people than they do. And those are questions around how much autonomy are we giving to machines with the decisions they're making? Um, are we on a pathway towards machines learning how to manipulate humans so that they can reach their end goals? And that I don't think that's going to happen in 2021, but I think we're going to put the beginnings of the seeds in place, which will allow machines to develop, which work out how to get the best out of humans for their own good rather than our own good. So we, we I prefaced that last question as challenges, but what about the biggest opportunities? So I, and here, actually, to me, the opportunities time with this. Um, so when you look at what we're doing with technology at the moment, we're on this cusp where we can do things we've never been able to do before. And of course, that puts us in peril if we do it wrong. But the opportunity to me here is to think differently differently about how we innovate, to take this incredible potential we have with technology innovation all the way through to digital systems with machine learning, to what we can do with DNA and even what we can do with atoms and molecules, and overlay that with big questions about how do we use this power in socially responsible ways. So this to me is a huge opportunity, but also a critical one, folding in that social aspect to innovation. You and I talked about just how, you know, crazy 2020 has been and why it had to happen. Let's, let's kind of drill down on the technology of that. What tech convergence or disruption is liable to present us with the most significant moral or ethical wild card in 2021? Yeah. Um, so I... I know what I'm going to say, but I think it actually goes beyond 2021 um, because a year is such a short timeline for disruptive technologies. But the one that is really on my radar at the moment is actually brain-machine interfaces. 
Um, so you look at what Elon Musk's company Neuralink is doing, uh, but also what a number of other companies are doing, where they're aiming to make uh, brain-machine interfaces far more accessible than they've ever been in the past. And what intrigues me here, and I must confess worries me a little, is not how these interfaces can be used for medical purposes, but for human enhancement and augmentation purposes. The idea that you can have something implanted that allows you to communicate with others more effectively or to communicate with your smartphone more effectively or to Google things with just by thinking about it, but also interfaces that allow other people to affect you. So now imagine an interface where you're in a gaming system and somebody else can affect how you feel through that interface. Um, now, that again is not going to happen in 2021, but we're already a long way down the, the road to these sort of technologies being developed. And I think the decisions we make over this next 12 months will determine how we actually begin to build out and utilize these technologies, either in ethical and responsible ways, or maybe quite irresponsible ways. On a personal level, what innovations or projects seem most exciting to you? Is it the, the same as brain interface? Yeah, so I, so here I'm conflicted. Um, so I talked about brain machine interfaces. I'm actually really excited about this technology. Um, so I, I can geek out on that. I can also geek out on what's happening with machine learning. And actually, here, here's something which which really intrigues me. So you get to machine learning, so that's that prelude to, to artificial intelligence. And you ask, what happens when we develop smart computers that we can partner with, not computers that we allow to do things that, that we don't want to do or can't do, but where we can create partnership with machines so that what we can achieve is better or more powerful than any individual human can achieve, but also more powerful than any computer can achieve. That I think is probably what excites me more than anything. Okay, every time we say brain interface, especially when you answer the previous question about feelings, I keep thinking Demolition Man keeps popping into my head. I don't know why. I, you know, it's so easy <laughs> to go back to sci-fi movies. I, everything we know, we learn from sci-fi, it seems sometimes. Don't we, Andrew? Dr. Andrew Maynard, Associate Dean of Arizona State University's College of Global Futures and author of Future Rising, A Journey from the Past to the Edge of Tomorrow and Films from the Future, the Technology and Morality of Sci-Fi Movies. Quite an appropriate fit in there. If somebody wants to connect with you and maybe get a copy of both of your books, how can they do that? Um, a couple of ways. Um, I hang out on Twitter at, at 2020Science. Um, both of the books have got their own websites. So Futurizing is futurizingbook.com and Films from the Future is simply filmsfromthefuture.com. Um, I'm also Googleable. If you really want to get the, the down and deep insights into what I do, I do have a personal website, which is rather ironically called therealandrewmaynard.com. Thanks again, uh, Andrew. I appreciate your time. Thank you. And find more of my interviews right here on iTunes, YouTube, and Spotify, or go to tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.